0: I've been getting a lot of feedback from you guys, whether it's on Instagram or, I don't know, um, my private sessions with you, emailing on Thrive, people are DMing me, I'm just like everywhere, that you're really, really loving the love series and loving the book club. So I thought I'd do like a little interesting twist on this podcast. We kind of combine the two. So we're going to talk about a topic that is not necessarily directly related to finding a spouse. This could be for any woman this podcast because it is about reclaiming your heart, taking back your your power, healthy relationships, healthy heart, healthy love, healthy relationship with Allah, great sense of self. And I think every woman can use that because what is that going to do for you? If you have that, that is going to help you in every facet of your life. It's going to make your overall happiness better, right? But then also your relationship with Allah, your relationships with other people, and just your sense of of peace and being. And, and most of us, we have a lot now, especially after COVID, there's a lot of like emotional unrest, there's a lot of high anxiety, there's a lot of depression, there's a lot of so many things, right? And I thought this would be such an awesome opportunity to share with you a couple gems from our book club so I'm gonna take some highlights today that we've been having we are doing our I don't know if it's our third or fourth I have to go back and look book clubs since you guys keep loving them we do them over and over we have free book clubs I'm sorry it's currently closed which is why we're bringing you gems we thought we would let you in on what the women have been talking about so these are just snippets that I've grabbed from the women we're not doing like audio or visual because the women I always let them vote they want to keep things private so I'm just gonna share some gems that i took away and thought that all of you in the podcast would just absolutely love and just so you guys know if you're new to the podcast we do tons of after-party stuff and this is one of it so today we're going to give you some gems from our talk on yes Majet's book reclaim your heart Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast, where we talk all things that modern Muslims go through, whether it's love, relationships, parenting, life hacks, career whatever, financial stuff. Oh, we have a good financial one coming up. Um, I have an expert, the financial guru, I believe it. his name is. And um, in a couple of weeks, we'll be putting him up after we're done with the love series. So today we're taking kind of like a break from the love series. And even though it's not really a break, because we're still talking about love in your heart. And this is about being healthy and being mindful and just being ever present. And I think that's what we all want, but it's like, what does that actually look like especially when you have like a lot of battle scars right you've been through a lot in your life people have hurt you you have done a podcast on that before you can go back and check it why do people keep hurting me and how to stop the pain i think that's a really really deep one that everybody can listen to and benefit from and we're also doing a um a love series because we are opening up our class we have every year a free class that opens june 21st and we will be reopening that very excited if you want to catch another party where we're having hundreds and hundreds of women a day i do that one for probably only a week you gotta snatch it so get your name pause the button right now and get on the wait list because i'm not going to have it up probably till next year inshallah business island All right. So we're going to be talking today on some gems that I got from the book club. Love it. Love it. And I just want to say the topics that I touch on in the past two are attachment. And let's see. We also touched a bit on um, kind of why we can't let go. I think that's another thing that's really strong and um, hardships that we go through and kind of what lessons we can draw from those hardships. And so I think we're kind of going with this this idea of this pain, this attachment, these unhealthy uh, maybe emotions that we have that we need to let go of. And by the way, just so you know, um, in our school, a lot of you guys know that we do the podcast, but beyond the podcast, we have an entire website, www.mindful dash muslimah, muslima com. A lot of you know that we do a lot of other things. I'm a licensed educator of 20 years, mom of five, and I've been working in the community for a long time. And I just kind of brought it online. So um, a lot of women have been contacting me and telling me they're having a lot of emotional stress. So I have an emotions Course and free class that I only open once a year. But if you DM me, I will, um, I will within this week, if just like a flash amount of women uh, access to the free class because I really want women to know that that your pain really really can be managed and a lot of your'm um, going and and to be talking about pain today so I want to bring that up I don't want women to feel like they really need support they couldn't get more information um, I do have this and a lot of women tell me that it has been extremely eye-opening and powerful because it let them know that they could take the power back and take their story back and they could actually um, no longer have to live in that state but it's very it's very biological. You have to know the particular way. And that's why I explain to women how to do it, how to understand your mind and how it works. So if you want access to that free class, do DM me. Like I said, I'll just open it up for the first couple women that ask me because there are people in pain. And I know that. And I never like to hold back information, even though we're pretty strict on how we open our classes and things only once or twice a year. And within our school, we have an entire school. Um, But I did want to say if we're going to come talk about pain in this podcast. So if that's something really overwhelming to you, DM me. We'll see what we can do to help you out the first um, groups of women that do. All right. So what I wanted to highlight for a couple of minutes are some beautiful gems and takeaways that the women had because... Um, Of this conversation that we had around the book so I'm kind of gonna combine the first two book club sessions into just a couple gems that I loved and the women are just so brilliant and you know it's funny this last book club that we did on Sunday oh my goodness I just want women to open up and I'm always like come on guys open the video open the mic you can talk and women are so shy but they have gotten so comfortable and many sisters after they've been with me for about three four book clubs now They're just like, oh, I love these. I'm just going to talk this time. I didn't talk the last two, but that's it. I'm just going to let it go. Just brilliant, brilliant ideas. And when you get all these women from all over the world in the same room, the things that they come up with are really just mind-blowing. So I am going to give you the best of those and just like maybe 15, 20 minutes today, inshallah, viz data. So going through my notes right now, so you'll hear a bit of ruffling with the papers, don't mind me, um, and what suggestions the sisters had and the importance of, uh, was um, really, really great companionship. One thing that we noticed is when we were talking about different attachments as women, whether it was to a guy, to a past relationship, um, to, um, you know, friends even sometimes that have come and gone or just, like could be family, loved ones, and just certain types of emotions and attachments, we noticed that who we surrounded ourselves with was really important, It was extremely influential. Now we know that from the hadith of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that um, our, our friends are very, very powerful figures, and he mentioned the importance of having good friends. But it's just even family, right? Family, and some of us have toxic family members, we know that, right? But you can still create your own little sanctuary within yourself, and I think that was something really, really powerful that I learned. So we we're, we're talked a lot with the women in the book club about healthy and unhealthy relationships, and some of the buzzwords that kept coming up with the women were attachments um, that were either healthy or unhealthy, and then companionship, and then being mindful and aware. So what we ended up coming up with that was really, really important, if you're a person that is struggling with attachments, what's really important is to set boundaries. See, here's the thing is we let people into our lives, and we don't kind of set the ground rules of how that works. Like, no, you don't get to do that to me. And one thing I talked about in a podcast previously over and over again is how much power our women have. And one thing we're really, really big on here at Mindful Muslim is empowering women. Not, again, in the necessarily in the feministic state, because I think that's very, that's very limiting even. I want to go beyond that even. I want to go into um it's not just about girls and guys it's about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all that he's given us and how we allow other people to take things away from us even though there are rights our birthrights, right and so subhanallah, that could be anywhere that could be a, i see women get robbed by other females so i know like like sometimes you make it a male female thing but like i've seen just women hate right female hate so let's talk about um how we can not allow these things to hurt us and and kind of um what we came out. And so we talked about that in our own home, in our own town, wherever we are, make sure our companions are people that are going to get us to where we want to go. If you're a person who wants to be more mindful and you're around people who are not mindful, how is that going to benefit you? And I think sometimes we know these people around us, but then we're like, oh, but I know them for so long. Oh, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, and I noticed that the women in the book club kept mentioning just like what absolute givers they were, just always caring about everyone else and kind of putting themselves on the back burner. Or sometimes they did not want to put themselves on the back burner, but they've done it so long they just didn't know how to switch out. And so again, what I've talked about in previous podcasts is you have so much power taking that power out. Back. And that I talked about that a lot in um, the one I did on um, why people are hurting me. So that's a good one to go to, and a couple other ones back. But I want to say that this, who we're surrounding ourselves is super important. So maybe reassessing your companions and making sure they're aligned with your personal self and your personal goals, right? That was really great advice that some of the women came up with. And also talking about toxicity of family members. And I know that's a problem for many of us. So depending on where you are in the world, um, it doesn't mean detaching yourself from family members. It just means creating healthy boundaries. So for example, if you have a parent who's constantly doing X, Y, Z, then you have to come to this point in yourself where you don't allow what they say to affect you. And that comes when you have a greater sense of self-worth. So if you're struggling with somebody on the exterior pushing you down, what you have to do is build yourself up from the inside because you can control that you can't control the other person but you can control the way you respond to them how do you control the way you respond to them is by building up yourself and again that emotional class i was mentioning is a great start because i talk about these different areas that i had to learn to work on and in our school also in like one of our courses on emotions one of the biggest um modules we do in the beginning with women is on building yourself up, your self-worth, your self-love, your relationship with the law, making it stronger. We teach it in depth. And that is what you need if you are struggling with that piece. So that is definitely something the women um, discussed and touched on. And just like having people drag you down. But we have to just make this balance where we engage with people, but at the same time, we're just not allowing them to take us over. And I think it was in podcast like 2.30 or something. where I, I mentioned about that more, but this incredible power that we have. So we kept talking about this, and I know we lose people in our life also that are really important to us, and just reminding ourselves that um, one sister mentioned in the pod um, in the book club that. We have to look at the dunya as like as an asset. It's something additional. It's not the be all and end all. And and that's something even Yasmin Merchant. She touched on her book, and then I posted that in Thrive, which was the um, the dunya as an ocean, right? And I'm if I can have it here. Let me see if I can go back and I can look. I can open it up. Um, Yasmin Merchant in her book, she actually had this quote, and I think I put it up inside of thrive, I'm just pulling it up right now, where she mentioned basically that she said the worldly life, the dunya, is like the ocean and our hearts are ships. We can use the ocean for our needs and a means to get to our final destination, but the ocean is only that a means. It's a means for seeking um, the food of the sea. It's a means of travel. It's a means of seeking a higher purpose. We're talking about this life, right? Dunya. But it's sometimes which we only pass through, yet never think to remain in. Imagine what would happen if the ocean became our end rather than just our means. Eventually, we would drown, right? So as long as the ocean water remains outside the ship, the ship will continue to float and be in control. And that's what I mean by us giving up our power and control. We have basically jumped overboard out of our ship and immersed ourselves in the dunya and allowed people to take over. We have to get back in that ship, get back and take control and ride the dunya as if we have control of, of our, um, our path instead of letting everyone write our story for us. And that's something I talk about. And I remember that was one of the most powerful, I think, lessons or... Um, yeah, classes that women referred to to me over and over again, and I didn't realize it. And I think I I sent an email out to my email group about this as well, which was about rewriting your story. Women didn't know they could do that. We teach them how to do that too. And when I learned how to rewrite my story, that was really powerful for me because I had a very difficult parent and um, I kept thinking that I was whoever they told me I was. And then I realized that that's not true. I can take back that pen from them as they wrote my story and I could write my own story. And that was probably one of the most pivotal times of my life. And that's when I realized I didn't have to be a slave to what other people told me or thought of me or whatever it was. And again, these are all perceptions, right? And, and I came from a household where um, my parents weren't, let's say, quote unquote, abusive, but they came from, um, one of them came from an abusive household. And so even though they were trying to do better with me, they were still holding on to practices that were very much remnants of that abuse, and they didn't identify it or know it. And that's the thing I want to tell women about our parents. They're doing so much to us, and sometimes they're not aware. So there has to be a level of empathy and forgiveness for them as well because they went through their own struggles. And as they're trying to figure themselves out and create their families, they're not realizing And and myself too, you know, as I pass things on to my kids, until I had X amount of years as a parent, I didn't realize how much of it was affecting my kids, whatever I was still holding on. So I had to learn how to let go. And we teach women that, and in Thrive, I do a ton of workshops. As a matter of fact, tomorrow, if you're in Thrive, FYI, and you probably got an email notification, um, we have a workshop on parenting and toddlers and, and sometimes Toddlers can be really stressful, but, you know, if you don't respond in the right way, we could be, like, dumping our stuff on them, even though they're just little babies and little little people, you know. And and this stuff can be toxic and ruin their self-esteem, which honestly is very much connected to your life happiness, self-esteem. People have no idea. Um, and it, it, you could start as, as small as with your toddler to really make them have a bad sense of self so we we go into we teach a lot of workshops and things on parenting like that with women we have tons of resources and so i'm going to be going to that in depth with them tomorrow so i'll catch you in there 11 a.m eastern standard time fyi just since i mentioned it we're having our first social inside of thrive thrive is our um our private online global community and so get excited because we just started socials very excited um, on june 9th inshallah but going back to the topic um when we love people we have to sometimes let go right and there's different things that go on with that if that's something you're struggling with with another beautiful point um another sister brought up you know we could lose people in our life really really important people and um just reminding yourself constantly asking the question Um, about this, this dunya and like, how much am I going to like drown in that situation of that person? And, or am I going to ride the ship and take back control? And the thing for people is how do you do that? And that's the thing. It's not something you could explain to somebody in five minutes. That's why we do it in stages with women. We we pull them through the stages of how to do that with our emotions, Um, kind of work that we do with women inside of our school. And again, if you have any questions about this, DM me, but these are things that are really important. So just beautiful reminders and gems, like lowering expectations sometimes with people also who are hurting us. Um, And it doesn't mean thinking everybody's just going to be horrible to me, but what it does mean is just understanding that I might be a particular way. I might expect certain things, but other people they might not be able to meet those expectations. They might not be able to be who I need them to be. Maybe they're never going to be, or maybe they just need a couple years to get themselves together, but do I want to wait around? You know, changing our expectations so that we don't allow ourselves to get hurt. Um, Another sister mentioned that we have to fill our cup before we fill others. And I know as women that we really, really know that. Many sisters after that came in with solutions about morning routines, evening routines, and reflections. And if you guys see me on Instagram, I have a ton of those. I always have morning and evening routines. By the way, side note, those are a great way to get back on the ship in the ocean having these regular check-ins with yourselves, routines. I mean, these seem like cute little things we do on Instagram and YouTube. And oh, like let's watch the sister's morning routine. You know, I watch her on YouTube and it's not, it's actually literally a way of life. It's, It's creating consistency, which we all know in Islam, like Allah loves the consistent deeds. And people are like, oh, but how do you do that? It's so hard. Okay, routines, right? If every day I got to check in with myself and read the Quran at a certain time and I follow through with that, it's more likely I'm going to be consistently, you know, a good Muslim than if I just do it random whenever I have a chance. So a lot of the sisters focused on the importance of routines and they made the connections, right? And some people made the connections about like, how even one thing setting off in their schedule can just set their mood off, which could ruin relationships, which could, you know, send them into a nosedive, you know, just like binge watching TikTok videos and Snapchat and Netflix and all these other things at night, like how it can honestly just ruin their pleasure and then then their pleasure after their pleasure. And that's, you know, goes into how they deal with their kids or their husband or their friends or their attitude towards their work. And, you know, and just we can't change it all. Right. But we can take control of what we can take control of. And so we talked about having this regular journaling. And you guys know I have that downloadable. And I recently did a podcast on the four point journaling. FYI, next podcast, I think I'm going to have a bonus podcast because I've had so many women telling me how much it's been affecting them, the journaling. And I think I'm going to bring on one surprise guest of this beautiful sister. I don't want to spoil it. Um, and just how her husband was like, this is amazing. Could you please do that every day? And then he noticed a complete change in her and their relationship. And it was just amazing. So he literally reminds her to journal, he's like, Oh, honey, but did you journal? Go back and journal. he loves it. And so she was like telling me, she had called me up in one of our chats and was mentioning. So I'm saying, when you do these things for yourself, it changes your relationships with other people. Take the time, ladies. It's really, really important. So, how are we managing ourselves? A lot of women talked about that and how we're treating others, how we manage ourselves and how we treated others. They noticed there was a direct connection. And the last point I'll say is that the women had just beautiful reminders on rectifying and purifying their intentions and how important that is. And, and, um, you know, to put lots of baraka into our day, into our life. And it's really, really important that we do that. And the women just had really, really great reminders with that. And one of the last, maybe one or two things I wanted to share with you guys from the book club, because this was all just general, um, general, sharings because these things like our book clubs are supposed to be an hour but the women are like no like extend it sometimes it goes on for two hours or an hour and a half and and these are just literally just snippets guys of all the great stuff that they come up with so one of the biggest lessons that i learned and that we touched on in the in the book club was that was one of the greatest lessons in my life is when i realized that when i emphasize my internal self And I took time for that. It directly affected my external world more more than I realized. So a lot of times, you know, many of us, we have problems and we think, I can't do anything about this. I have this issue with this person. I have this issue with this situation. And we think, what can I do? And you feel kind of powerless. But what I realized is in in those moments when I pulled back from that external situation and I pulled into myself and then I worked on what I could control, what I could work on, which I knew I needed to do a lot of work on inside of myself, that's when I noticed a direct effect in the things around me and the people around me and outside of me. So a lot of you might feel powerless in that sense, but we talked about that in the book club about letting go and about how women really, really struggled for different things in different situations that they couldn't control outside of themselves. But when they invested in themselves, The more they learned, the more they grew, the more they reflected, they journaled, they did all these things, they found out that the other relationships and situations around them truly benefited. And that's just a really great place to start. And that's where I tell all women where to begin. And that's why we do so much here, uh, work on Mindful Muslimah, about building ourselves and attaining knowledge and strengthening our relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, because these are all things that will directly affect Our life with all the people that we love around us and all of our life situations and all of the future that we're trying to build for ourselves and our families. And so that's something that I definitely tell the women, and that's what the women focused on. They made a lot of connections that a lot of reasons that they couldn't let go of different situations was because internally, they still were grappling with things and they weren't rectifying those issues within themselves. They weren't addressing their pain. They weren't addressing their sorrow. They weren't um, dealing with the internal. And the minute they did, the external didn't mean as much to them. It was something they were able to let go a lot easier. So as we continue to run away from ourselves or not to address things or to stuff them down, we're noticing that there's this direct correlation between us not being able to let go of things. And we went really deep into what we are and not able to let go of. And I asked the women, like, why do you struggle with that? Why are you not able to let things go? Why do you think that is? And a lot of them mentioned things like they were just really short-sighted. In this day and age, everybody wants everything really, really fast. They wanna like, oh, I had a problem. I wanted to feel better in five minutes. Like, this is a very quick culture. We're not used to suffering for long periods of time. And, you know, back in the day, maybe long periods of time was days. Maybe it was weeks, months years, gosh forbid, right? Now, if, if we're struggling for even more than five minutes, an hour, anything, we think it is just daunting. It's so long. But that's just because we're so spoiled. We want everything so fast. And so when it doesn't happen that way, we become devastated. We plummet in ways that people, people didn't in generations before because it wasn't the norm. It was understood that healing takes time sometimes you have to go through certain periods of change in your life. And that's understood. But now we just want everything quick and we're sold it that way. And so it becomes really, really hard for us when it doesn't happen. So that was something the women recognize as some of the reasons that we struggle to let things go. Some women said it was because of their own ignorance, just like we literally don't know our Dean. And so because of that, we don't understand how to manage certain things. And that's why we, we go into these things with women and we, we teach women. And some of it was related to gratification they needed instant gratification. Like we were like, I don't wanna do what Allah says because I wanna do this thing because it feels so much better, so much faster. Like I could see it, I could touch it, I could feel it. Allah seems so far away, I'll get to him when I can. And so that that, that difference in relationship um, was something that they noticed as well. And that they noticed that the more they strengthened their relationship with Allah, the less the world affected them and the less they cared. And so if they were really honest with themselves, they weren't as close to Allah as they could be and um, you know different things like that and we talked about different ways and and just understanding that communication was really important consistency was really important there are a lot of things within their life that they realized they had a ton of control over that they realized that they felt so out of control and that's when 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 yasmin wrote the book about reclaiming your heart if you read the different chapters over and over you notice that she's just giving story after story an example of example where people were coming to mindfulness they were coming to recognize and that happens when you take time and you slow down so sometimes we have to hit the pause button and even though we're like i'm too busy i got a lot of stuff to do We have to not do so much stuff and and slow down and take time to make sure that we're doing things in the right way. Um, There's no award for doing a lot of stuff, right? Um, Sometimes people glorify getting a lot of stuff done or never sleeping. They think it's like, oh, you know me, I never sleep, I'm always working. There's nothing good about overextending yourself and shortchanging other people because you want to feel really, really satisfied that you did a lot and that you know, pat yourself on the back for that. And at the end, it becomes quantity over quality. And our life is suffering and the relationships we have are suffering. And that's something that a lot of us, we don't want to grapple with. And as we came to terms with those within the book club, those are things that we definitely talked about and about how we need to learn how to manage ourselves a lot better. And our hardships were things that we discussed. A lot of the women told extremely touching stories of difficult times in their life where they realized that. They were some of the best gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we talked about those with one another. And it was really, really touching because women opened up in really, really sensitive ways. And I'm not going to tell their stories because of that. Those are private things. And I suggest that if you get in the book club with us, you'll you'll be part of that. And you could share your story and you'll see other women's stories. And it becomes such an amazing, close, intimate experience. And we talked about how often we experience things in life and yet never see the connections between them. Sometimes we're given a hardship or a pain, and then we fail to even consider that the experience, right, may be a direct cause or result of another experience. Sometimes we even fail to recognize the direct connection between the pain in our lives and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or lack of relationship, right? And so we ask the women, have you ever experienced a hardship that you later realized was the answer to your du'a? even though you wouldn't think it would be, right? And that it ended up elevating you. And then we even talked about how when you go through hardship, there's often, I was taught by this by one of my teachers, there's usually three reasons that you can go through something really difficult. One is it might be a punishment, right? Because we brought it upon ourselves. But obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-adil, and he is the most just. So whatever he does, um, you know, the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to say like, If this is a punishment for me, then I accept it because you're the most just. I know you, like he's saying, I know you'll never give me anything that I didn't already deserve. Or maybe it's not a punishment. Maybe it's a test, right? And I think we've heard these before. These are very familiar, right? And so then you have to be patient and bear patience and respond well. But there's this third one that I thought was so absolutely beautiful that I try to remember a lot, especially when I'm going through hard times, which is maybe Allah loves you so much that he needed to elevate you. And you didn't do enough in your own ibadah, okay? Maybe you you did not have some amazing salah, right? Maybe you were kind of like, okay, but your khushullah wasn't so good. Or maybe, you know, you're generous with people, but not as generous as Allah wanted you to be so that you could go higher and higher and higher up to Jannah Al-Firdaus. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala injected this hardship so that you could be elevated in a way that you couldn't have elevated yourself based on the way you're living now, or maybe in the next few years he knew you were. So he's like, he's giving it, he's gifting it to us. And if we respond to it well, we can be elevated, right? And then if we look at it as like, oh, oh, let means complain and stuff, then we can end up incurring sin, right? So every time we have a hardship, there's that choice. Are you going to use it to elevate yourself, or are you going to use it to drag yourself down? And it's literally free will. And a lot of people feel like they're trapped but you're never trapped because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't give a slave more than he can bear. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most just. He would never do anything that is bad for you. Everything is good if we only respond properly. And so we discussed these things in the book club. And lastly, we kind of talked about, um, I asked, I posed the question, the author said that hardships separate those who whose declaration is true from those who's false. Would you agree or disagree? Like this hardship is this, differentiating is this al-furqan is this the criterion and and we talked about that and women really really um responded with their their feelings about that and, and all the beautiful lessons that they had from difficult periods in their life and it was really just honestly so inspiring to see so many women with the same problems yet coming together and so many of the women after they messaged me and they were like this was eye-opening. I didn't realize I wasn't the only one. I didn't realize so many women were going through this. And so as we go through the month of June and I go back into the love series and we do so many things together and we have so many workshops in Thrive and we have a really, really great When We have some guest um, speakers. One thing we're trying to do in the community, just so you know, inside of Thrive is Thrive is not meant to be like this um, international sisterhood, which I'm creating, right? This This global village that I'm not creating, it's already there, but it's about like me and all these women who follow me. It's meant to be me creating a space where women run the show. So what you're gonna see slowly, slowly, which I'm really excited about is the women who are in the group We've noticed some really, really strong, strong women who are now going to be coming up and leading till the point where the community leads itself in a sense, and I'm just there facilitating. So very excited about this new shift. Very excited about some of the women that will be coming up, professional women within the group. If you're in Thrive, look forward to so many great changes. We have an amazing summer ahead. Things with relationships strengthening, so much great stuff. Excited to connect with you ladies. Excited to connect with the women in the book club. If you're If you are bummed that you didn't get into the book club, I'm telling you, the next one will be September, inshallah, so I will always announce on the podcast. If you're on my email list, you'll always get messages for these things. No worries. But I wanted to share today just some overall general thoughts the women shared and some of the the kind of like uh, reflections they had together and some of the absolutely beautiful experiences that we've had together with all of you because we do have these free book clubs. And I want to suggest you the next time we have one open up, do not miss it. It's just an amazing way to connect with other women and really feel like you can elevate yourself by sharing your experiences and not being alone. I love you guys for the sake of Allah. I will talk to you in the next one. Look out for our bonus podcast. Maybe it'll be Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, about one of the sisters that um, had her experience with her journaling and her husband, and you'll see about that. And we'll be back to the Love Series on Friday, inshallah, Bismillah. I will check you then. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi, barakatuh.